Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett, internationally recognized branding consultant and best-selling author of the books, Move the Ball and Dominate the Game. By having a relentless mentality, I've pushed boundaries and gotten into rooms with pro athletes and power players, built a successful business, and moved the ball in male-dominated industries. Now, I'm using my same of the ball methodology to help thousands of people dominate their game when it comes to their brands and creating opportunities. This podcast is all about uncovering strategies of the world's best athletes and business leaders to help you get to that next level. Join me in conversations that will elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Thanks for joining today. It's always great to have you back here with me for another episode. Now, of course, I have to say this as I say it on every show. If you haven't yet done so, be sure to follow the podcast so that you never miss a future episode. I've got such great guests coming up for the rest of this season. Also, one way that you can really help me to continue to keep that ball moving is to share the show with some friends, colleagues, coworkers, and family too. I always appreciate all of your support and thank you for being a part of this Move the Ball movement. For today's show, I'm doing something different. Well, before I go there, first off, I just want to say if you've ever supported me by sharing the show or by buying copies of either my Move the Ball book or Dominate the Game or both, or if you've bought swag to rock that you are a part of the Move the Ball movement, I just want to thank you. It means a lot to me to have you not only listen to the show, but to also embrace what this Move the Ball mentality and methodology is all about. And just know I don't take that lightly. I truly am grateful for each and every one of you. So thank you. And something else that I want to talk about on the show is this. I've been thinking about this a lot. As leaders, we always want to put our best foot forward and always show up with our A game. But reality is we are human beings and we have emotions and mentally things aren't always the easiest. And I just want to remind you, while we always want to put that strong front on, it's okay to showcase vulnerability. It's okay to not be 100%. It's okay to not feel super motivated on a particular day. That's what makes us real. That's what makes us human. And I just want to be a reminder for you that some days, if all you can do is show up and breathe and exist, and you need to take a time out, that is perfectly okay too. Life is not just about hustle, grind, hustle, grind, work, work, work. I've said this on the show before. And I wanted to bring this up. It's not just about me saying this to you just to say it. It's something that I also live through as well. And I think it's important that as a podcast host that we talk about these days that we're not feeling 100 or these days that we have vulnerability because, again, that's what makes us real and that's what makes us human. So, I mean, I live through those kind of days too. There are days that I do just take a time out just for me, my mental health, just to take a break. Those things are important and it's very critical that we remind ourselves that even on the days that we don't get to accomplish everything we want to, take credit for the things that we have done, celebrate those successes, and remember that the next day you're going to show up, you're going to do what you need to, you're going to put your best foot forward and you're going to keep on moving. You're going to continue to focus on those next plays, but give yourself grace and take credit for all of your hard work that you do every single day. I also share this because if you have listened to the show earlier in the season, then you may know that I talked about how Jalen was on campus during the shooting at Michigan State in February, and she had spent over four hours barricaded in the law library. 
I don't remember, though, if I shared this piece, but she also knew two of the people who were killed, one of which was a friend of hers that she had just seen that morning. It's just crazy how things happen. So while this has been a very difficult and tumultuous time, I guess, for my family emotionally. And I bring this up because, well, of course, you're going to see me show up and put on shows and bring positive energy into the spaces that I am in, whether that's online or interacting with people in person. There are times over the last couple of months that have been difficult for me. I haven't always been feeling like that hard charging, push, 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 go, go, go kind of person. And people say to me, Jen, I don't know how you do all the things that you do. Yes, I've worked very hard throughout my career and done a lot of stuff, but I'm still human. At the end of the day, I have emotions and there are days that haven't been as easy. But when we feel those type of things and we have those days, those moments, what you need to do is you need to take that time out for yourself so that you can reset, you can recharge, you call that time out. And on a recent show with Dane Belton, He and I talked about how mental reps are just as important as physical reps. And he was talking about it in the context of football, but mental reps in life are also very important. And so what you need to do is you need to call those timeouts, take these mental reps and take the time that you need so that you can reset, recharge, refocus, replan if you need to. And then you get back up and you keep on moving and you trust in your process and you move the ball. Now, I certainly don't like the vibe of the show to be one that's got a ton of negative energy, but I do think it's important to remember that at the end of the day, we are human and we do experience emotions that are not always pleasant. And part of life is being vulnerable and being okay sharing those moments with other people. I think as leaders, we should be doing that and it allows us to connect with other people. So I'm sharing this with you in the hopes that it will just remind you that it's okay for you to not always be at your best and to share that with other people. Again, it's not just about the hustle and the grind. It's about enjoying the moments, taking care of yourself and spending times on things that are not just work related. So on today's show, what I wanted to do is something different, something I've not done on any of the other episodes. You guys know that I recently released Dominate the Game last year. And I've had a lot of people ask me about when is the audiobook going to come out, Jen? And that's a great question. I've been meaning to work on that. And it's something that I've got in development. I need to put some more energy into it, but it's coming later this year for sure. And so what I wanted to do for this episode is just share with you a chapter from Dominate the Game. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read it as if you were listening to an audiobook excerpt. And the chapter that I wanted to share for today is the one called Trust the Process. If you listen to the show over the seasons, you know that a common theme that we talk about on this podcast with my athlete guests is the importance of trusting the process and how putting your trust in that process and having your faith will get you to the outcomes that you are supposed to have happen in your life. And on the show, people are always talking about how they continue to trust in their process, how they put in the work, and that's what got them to where they are looking to go, whether that's playing professional football or just being successful in business and in life. So now I want to share with you what I wrote in Dominate the Game in the chapter called Trust the Process. It's chapter 14 in the book. Check it out. College Station has been known as one of the best places to live in Texas. It is a town that offers their residents small town charm, a dense suburban feel, a low cost of living, and let's not forget there's college football too. Plenty of reasons to be there. 
Then there was this one time on a fall night in College Station where over 100,000 fans poured into Kyle Stadium to see history being made. These fans had shown up to watch the University of Alabama Crimson Tide play the Texas A&M Aggies. It was week six of the 2021 college football season. The date, October 9th, 2021. Texas A&M was unranked. Alabama, on the other hand, was the number one ranked team in the country. It was a matchup between Alabama head coach Nick Saban and Texas A&M head coach Jimbo Fisher. The two had been on the same coaching staff in the past as Fisher started coaching under Saban in 2000 as the offensive coordinator and the quarterback's coach at Louisiana State University. Now, the two of them won a national championship together with LSU in 2003, but the duo's path had split when Coach Saban left LSU to coach in the NFL for the Miami Dolphins. Now, their team would be playing on opposite sides of the ball. Going into this game, Texas A&M had a 3-2 and record and were on a two-game losing streak. The only Power 5 opponent they had beaten was Colorado, a program that had been 1-6 during FBS competition in the season. Alabama had 19 consecutive wins and 100 wins against unranked teams since 2007. The last time that a number one team in the nation lost to an unranked team was in 2008. The last time that Alabama had lost to an unranked team was 2007. And on top of that, Coach Saban was 24-0 in beating head coaches who had previously been his assistants. There was a saying, former Nick Saban assistants are zero for forever against their old boss. Would this night change everything? Would records be broken? Or would the Alabama winning streak continue? The answer would come soon enough. So now you're going to hear me talk about the game, and hopefully I capture your interest throughout it. The game kicked off with the Aggies receiving the ball. They drove down the field and were able to strike on that opening drive with a field goal. Aggies on the board, 3-0. Both teams then traded touchdowns. The Crimson Tide offense started to struggle. Their next two possessions resulted in a fumble and an interception. The Aggies were dominating in the first half, and by halftime, the score was Texas A&M 24, Alabama 10. During the second half, both teams kept driving the ball into the end zone, and by the end of the third quarter, the Aggies' lead was by a touchdown. Texas A&M 31, Alabama 24. While millions of people watching this game on television, along with the many in the stands at Kyle Field, had not expected this type of a score, the game was not over. There was still 15 minutes left to play, and there was plenty of time for the Tide to pull off a win. Alabama crept back onto the scoreboard with two more field goals, cutting the lead to just one point. Texas A&M then went three and out. Oh, time to punt back to Bama. The Tide started moving the ball down the field. With five minutes and 15 seconds left in the game, Alabama quarterback Bryce Young completed a 32-yard pass to Jamison Williams to put them on the Texas A&M seven-yard line. The next play was from Young to Williams for a touchdown. The team went for two and got the two-point conversion. Score now. Texas A&M 31, Alabama 38. As football has shown us time and time again, the game isn't over until the game clock ticks down to zeros. On the following drive, Texas A&M quarterback Zach Calzada kept things moving, and with three minutes left in the game, he threw a 25-yard pass to Ina Smith for a touchdown. The game was tied, 38-38. Alabama couldn't do anything on the next drive, and with two minutes left in the game, Texas A&M had a shot to win. The Aggies kept making plays and got the ball down to the Alabama 11-yard line. With two seconds left on the clock, the Aggies took a timeout. Aggies kicker Seth Small then kicked a 28-yard field goal. 
The Aggies had done it. They had pulled off a stunning upset and made history. And something that Ina Smith told me later was he said, the game itself felt like a movie. Heading into that game, Jimbo Fisher was 0-4 and all-time against playing Alabama, with three of the losses as the head coach of Texas A&M, and the other one was when he was at Florida State in 2017. That night, though, things changed, and Fisher finally snapped the record and got a win for Saban's coaching tree. Final score, Texas A&M 41, Alabama 38. Something that Jimbo Fisher is known for stressing, along with many other coaches and elite athletes, is the importance of trusting the process. On the field, right before Small kicked the game-winning field goal, Fisher told Small the same thing he always said to Small after a missed kick at practice. Trust the process. Go back to fundamentals. On that final play of the game, Small was calm, cool, and made a huge kick in a big situation. It just comes down to us choosing during the week to trust the process, Small said Saturday night after that historic field goal. That's one thing Coach Fisher told us. Don't worry about the scoreboard. Worry about your play your job on this play, and the scoreboard will be there. Trust the process is something that Coach Saban has said for decades as well. It's an important principle, and the players who win on a football field and in life know it all too well. After that game, Coach Fisher had also said, you have to understand there's a difference of what your results are and what the reality of why those results are there, and then you coach through them. We're doing that, and we're still in the process. Just because we won this game, don't fix everything. We've got to learn, prepare and learn to grow from this and understand what we've got to do next week. You see, the process is a test and it's not about focusing on the outcome. Rather, it's mastering the fundamentals needed for success so that you can consistently show up and achieve the desired results. A life of excellence doesn't occur from winning once. It comes from continually excelling at what you have set out to do. It's about not getting caught up in a single victory and not getting discouraged and quitting when experiencing the losses. One of my good friends is former professional football quarterback and college football national champion, Chris Leak. In 2003, ESPN's Lemmings Top 100 had Leak listed as the number one player in the nation. In high school, Chris led his football program to three consecutive North Carolina High School Athletic Association Class 4A state championships, and he only lost one game as a starter. Chris had led the state in passing yardage and touchdowns every year, breaking every state record that existed. He also broke the national record for touchdowns. Now, during Chris's high school college career, he set North Carolina state records for passing yards in a career at 15,593 and completions in a career at 1,013 for you stat people. Additionally, his 185 career touchdown passes set a state record and that also ranked second nationally. Chris's success continued as he embarked on his college football journey at the University of Florida. During his senior year, Chris led the Gators to their first SEC championship since 2000 and their first national championship game appearance since 1996. In that 2006 BCS championship game, Chris led Florida to a 41-40 victory over Ohio State, and he was awarded the offensive most valuable player for the game. Chris finished his college career setting the Florida school record with 11,213 career passing yards, a record that he still holds today. 
He also set the school record for total offense yards with 11,350 yards, which has since then only been surpassed by Tim Tebow. Chris is also ranked number three in Florida Gators history for career touchdowns. So yes, you can see Chris not only knows how to move the ball, but dominate the game. Now, Chris and I would talk often about football, and one topic that he and I discuss frequently is the importance of trusting the process. Chris has emphasized to me that no matter what you are doing in life, you need to keep fighting and trust the process regardless of the outcome. He said to me before, I think a lot of times, especially in today's culture, we're so results-driven instead of process-driven. If you focus on the process, if you fall in love with the process, the results will come. That's one thing I have learned through the process of being a quarterback and understanding the task, he said. The results will come if you give your all to the process. Now, when you hear people say, trust the process, I realize that this also is oftentimes easier said than done. An acronym that I use when coaching individuals and athletes on trusting the process is to just keep it real, R-E-A-L. Real stands for remain connected to your why, embrace the struggle, always walk in faith, and limit your negative energy. So let's get into that a little bit more. Rule number one, the R, remain connected to your why. Achieving greatness requires effort and a whole lot of it. Sleepless nights, constant grinding, walking a whole lot of miles, sometimes to find out you were just walking in circles, shedding blood, sweat, and tears. Let's face it, if it were easy, everyone would do it. However, the ones who do make it are the ones who show up ready to play their game and remain focused on their process. In addition to their relentless determination, they remember to stay connected to their purpose. It is without question that top-tier athletes have a killer work ethic, and they put the time in so that they can separate themselves from the rest and be the best. While these individuals have achieved incredible accomplishments, they aren't different from the general population when it comes to feelings. They are not immune to or exempt from experiencing unpleasant emotions, and they too go through the full suite, including anger, sadness, disappointment, heartbreak, and frustration. But what keeps them going during these times is their linkage to their why. They never lose sight of the reason for being on their journey, and they use that to fuel them through the good, the bad, and the ugly. Staying connected to your purpose is critical for your success. Your why is going to keep you engaged and on track. It will provide you with inspiration and direction. This connection will be your map for guiding you to achieving your goal. The key for you is to stay connected to your purpose and keeping that alive. Sometimes this purpose can get lost amongst your daily tasks, meetings, and other obligations. Having a physical reminder is a fantastic way to ensure your why is at the forefront of your mind. Then when life tests you, you can look at your reminder and use that to keep you locked in and sticking with your process. Rule two, the E, embrace the struggle. When there is no struggle, there is no strength. We need adversities and challenges in our life to grow us and mold us into who we are meant to be. Through life, you will face having to do activities that are not sexy, that are tedious, that stretch you, and that, quite frankly, just suck. But that is all a part of the process and the journey. Don't forget that. These cumbersome activities are meant to shape you for your purpose. The high performers in life understand this, and instead of shying away from these experiences, they embrace the suck. They honor the struggle and they deal with the challenges that life throws at them. They show up to each day ready to take on what is necessary so they can continue to move forward. High performers appreciate that they will need to challenge themselves and welcome any and all struggles with open arms. They don't back down and they play through the suck. 
They've tightened up their chin strap, secured their cleats, and they've suited up, eager to play the game. When you are tested and faced with times of adversity, you need to check yourself and your commitment level. Are you still taking ownership over what it is you want to do? If so, that means you embrace the struggle, trust the process, and you keep on swinging each day. Rule three, the A, always walk in faith. If you haven't figured it out by now, results do not happen overnight. How does the saying go? It takes 10 years to become an overnight success. The recipe for winning in life includes a cup of daily productivity mixed in with a heaping tablespoon of consistency and a dash of patience, maybe sometimes a little bit more than a dash. When blended enough, the breakthroughs and the transformation will come. But how long will that take? That is the million dollar question. If only we knew. Unfortunately, there is no crystal ball. We know that greatness takes time. A huge part of trusting the process is always walking by faith and not by sight. What this means is that you cannot live by the circumstances of what happens in the day-to-day or what you are going through on a daily basis, but rather you need to live by the belief that it will be better one day and you are going to get through whatever it is you are facing. When I ventured into the world of full-time entrepreneurship, it was just a few months before the world spiraled into uncertainty and chaos because of the coronavirus pandemic. I remember being at the NFL Combine during the last week of February, 2020. That was when the stock market started to plummet and the Dow Jones Industrial Average dropped by almost 880 points in a single day. Holy crap, that day sucked. That was just the beginning too. Businesses started to shut down and March brought on a new wave of volatility. The stock market dropped drastically with multiple days of the Dow Jones going down by over 1,000 points in a day. Do you remember that? I mean, it was crazy. Friends reached out to me asking how I was doing. They knew it had been a substantial decision for me to hang up my corporate cleats, walk away from everything I had been building in my career, and go all in on growing the Move the Ball brand and the movement. Part of my plan included cashing out on some of my stock holdings to fund my business operations and also to pay my living expenses. Yep, had to make sure that me and the family ate. With the market plunge, though, a good portion of that money was gone. Well, on paper, anyway, because I certainly wasn't going to cash out as I did believe in the integrity of the market and that things would recover. So this forced me to get creative with some of my financing. During conversations with friends, some of them said, wow, Jen, this is really bad timing. You would expect most people to respond to that by agreeing or saying something like, yeah, that sucks. But that wasn't my response. I said, no, this isn't bad timing. I'm going to get through this and I'm going to have a great story on the other side. I had wrestled with the decision to leave corporate and now that I had made the jump, I sure as heck wasn't going to let this global event stop me from what I set out to do. I stayed true to my faith and knew if I stuck with my process that it would all be okay in the end. Also, I had just started my Move the Ball podcast, which you all are listening to right now, by the way, which had kicked off the day after Super Bowl 54, and I was paying a company a significant fee to produce my show. The easy thing to do would be to stop the podcast and not incur that monthly expense. I also had a marketing firm that I was paying thousands of dollars to each quarter, and I could have cut out that expense too, but I chose not to skimp on that either. I knew that both costs were an integral part of building my business and growing my brand. In other words, these expenses were investments and I was unwilling to cut them during a time when it seemed like the world was falling apart. I was not going to let the day-to-day external events stop me or deter me from going after my goal. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, 20% of businesses in the United States fail within the first year. I was determined to not be a part of that statistic. 
While the pandemic required me to pivot and pivot and pivot some more, isn't that the entrepreneurial way? I was going to show up each day and figure out what I needed to do to continue to progress. So how did I do during my first year laid with the pandemic on top of it? Well, I'm proud to share that my first year as a full-time entrepreneur was a six-figure year for me. So if you ask me, I'll say it wasn't bad timing, and I did have a good story to share. Faith over fear, I trusted the process. Rule number four, the L, limit the negative energy. When you push yourself outside of your comfort zone and challenge yourself beyond your old limits, you're going to start to feel uncomfortable and things might feel unsettling. While you cannot predict or control certain events or outcomes in your life, what you can do is control how you respond. You don't get rid of the unpleasant events of your past by thinking about or talking about it all the time. You get rid of its effect on you by keeping focused and moving forward. It's so easy to remain fixated on an event or outcome that frustrated you, hurt you, or prevented you from achieving something. What's important to remember, though, is these things are in the past. It's happened. You can't change that. If someone wronged you, let it go. If you didn't get the job you wanted, again, let it go. You can't change what happened. Talking about it to some extent helps you as you need to release that negative energy. However, once you've initially processed through those emotions, if you continue to remain stuck in that negativity, you are giving that event or that person permission to retain control over you. Those events then control your thoughts, your energy, and what you're gonna do going forward. If you spend too much time thinking about the last play, the things that occurred in the past, then you won't be ready for the next one. You can't let the events of yesterday preclude you from doing what you wanted to do today. Therefore, you need to limit your negative energy, contain it, and then have the courage to tell yourself, today's a new day. I'll try again, and I'm going to continue to move forward. You need to play the next play. Devote all of your focus and energy on your next moves. Let the past go. Trusting the process and continuing to push forward requires you to have discipline and a relentless mindset. This means never losing sight of the ball and never losing sight of where you are going. It means never taking off the jersey. In What Color Is Your Jersey? That chapter, we went through an exercise of defining who you are. Now, you need to remain committed to moving forward and staying locked in. No matter what challenges you face, you have to continue to own your game. There truly is nothing like getting the hell knocked out of you, either literally or figuratively. Events like that will cause us to evaluate what we stand for and what our values are. They force us to make a choice, give up or keep going. That's when you need to pause, take a break and decide if you are in this game or not. Are you ready for anything that comes across your route? Life is full of uncertainty and unexpected outcomes. As Tom Hanks' character said in the movie Forrest Gump, Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. You have no control over what barriers will surface as you are moving through life. What you can control is how you react to those situations. During that initial year of entrepreneurship, whenever I faced an obstacle, I used sound mental toughness coupled with a relentless attitude to press ahead. I was determined to learn from any setback and use that knowledge to make me stronger, whether that's mentally, physically, or emotionally. As another example, during my time in senior management with the Boeing company, I was in a role where I led a team of complacent employees who had an entitlement mindset. That's the worst, isn't it? I needed to change things up and do things differently as our customers and my leadership were unhappy with the status quo. And as I was looking to change things, I was met with strong resistance. Every time I felt we made one step forward, we then took two steps back. Though it was frustrating, I never lost sight of the goal and trusted my process. 
I was determined to overcome the barriers that existed. I had never not done the job that was expected of me. And heck, I certainly wasn't going to walk away from this one. I was relentless in my pursuit of turning things around. For months, I worked tirelessly. There were nights I wanted to pull my hair out. Slow progress was made, but it was progress nonetheless. This job, this one really tried my patience. It tested me in ways I didn't think possible, but I remained focused and mentally strong. By the time I had left that job three years later, I was happy with the results I produced. My customers were pleased and my boss was delighted. I stuck with my process and it worked. And look, this job, it really challenged me. I mean, there were days that I was banging my head against the wall. There were days I was like, what the heck am I doing? Why am I here? There are days I was in tears because I had such people that were not always the most professional, but I stuck with it. Again, I trusted my process and I made it work. So I share this with you as no matter what you're going through in life, you need to stick with your process and trust the plan. Regardless of how great you think that plan is, things will happen and you're going to have to make adjustments. It always works that way. It's important to surround yourself with the right people as discussed in the Get Inside the Huddle chapter, that you focus on what you can control and that you always live by faith and not by sight. Trust the process, get back to your fundamentals and put in the work. Don't give up because when you stick with it long enough, the results you are seeking will come. If you want it bad enough, you will find a way to make it happen. Just remember to keep it real, R-E-A-L. So at the end of every chapter in Dominate the Game, there is a coach's chalkboard where I sum up the main points. So here's the coach's chalkboard for the Trust the Process chapter. The process is a test. Stay disciplined. Fall in love with the process, the results will come. Find your purpose and keep pushing. Embrace the struggle. Always walk by faith and not by sight. Control how you respond to situations. Limit your negative energy. And lastly, buy into the process, then trust it. So there you have it. Now you've heard one chapter from the book. If you like what you heard, well, there's 22 more amazing chapters in Dominate the Game that you can check out. And going back to what I was saying earlier about vulnerability, in addition to the 23 chapters you'll find in Dominate the Game, I also include some personal notes at the end that I wrote to myself when I was struggling a bit. And I included these in the hopes that sharing those with you will help inspire you to continue to move the ball and dominate your game. So if you like what you heard on today's show, you can always pick up a copy of Dominate the Game at dominateandmove.com. I sign all of those copies and there is a link in the show notes so you can check it out there. If you've already gotten your copy, I thank you. And I also just want to say that I appreciate those who have given me feedback and let me know what they think of the book as well. That's always great to know what you think of it. Thanks so much for listening in to today's episode and letting me share more about Dominate the Game and an excerpt from the book. If this podcast resonated with you and there are people in your network that you think would like hearing the specific Trust the Process chapter, please share the show with them. Again, it's one way you can help me to continue to move the ball and make an impact. Thanks again for listening today and we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thanks for listening to Move the Ball, everybody. If you were inspired by this episode, can you do me a favor and let me know? go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And also share the show with a few friends too. Next, I want you to go to getinsidethehuddle.com and join our email list. This will give you priority access to tips and strategies that will help you get more done today. Not tomorrow, not next week, today. You got that? Okay, until next time.